Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Fired Up, the hottest sports show in Central Ohio. Our four sports fans talk sports for the fans. Our topics for this evening are the NFL season is finally here. The guys preview the AFC South, NFC West, and AFC West. Our biggest surprises and biggest disappointments from an exciting week one in the NFL. The big man in Pittsburgh gets a massive extension. Clay Helton out at USC. What's next for the program? Ohio State and Texas stumble. The Fire Brigade recaps last week's games and gives you their predictions for week's three biggest games. With that, I give you our chief of our Fire Brigade, Rob Cal. Thanks, Colton. Good to be here on Thursday night in Delaware, Ohio, uh, live in the studio. Matt's basement. Hey, uh, we got a special guest tonight um, making his second appearance on the show. Going to be our celebrity picker for our uh, five games of the week this week. Caleb's back live in the show. Last time he was on, he was on remote from Florida, but he's back with us. So we welcome Caleb back to the studio. And, uh, yeah, like Colton said, we're going to start out with uh, – let's start with the AFC South, fellas. What do you think? Um, Matt, give me – who do you think's going to win the AFC South and why? Yeah, really, uh, this division in a whole looks like a bad division all around. But I think it's going to come down to – Indy um, because of their their quality uh, defense and Tennessee because of their quality offense. It's crazy though. Interestingly enough, in the first week, the only team to win out of that whole conference is Houston, who we thought with all their problems with the quarterback and everything would be finishing towards the bottom. But right now, they're leading the way. Well, it might and, help if you play Jacksonville. The first week, exactly. True. And, and that's true. what I'm getting ready to say. And then Jacksonville still looks like a dumpster fire out there. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. You, know, you know, like I said, I think it's going to come down to to Indy and Tennessee, and I, I think Tennessee. Because, you know, I just – I think that offense is going to do a little bit more for you than the, the defense there in Indy will. All right. Caleb, what you got on AFC South? Um, I actually – I took the Titans. I know they, they looked really bad against the Cardinals, which is kind of shocking because the Titans really overall are a really well-put-together team. And, mm-hmm. But uh, – so I was shocked. And the most shocking thing to me about that Titans loss was uh, Taylor Lewan. An all pro. That that left tackle has been a staple for their offensive yeah. line. Gave he got taken to five school. sacks. Gave yeah. up five sacks. And maybe, that's just... maybe a little too much party in <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, we had the opportunity to meet Taylor Lewan when Colton and I and Matt were down uh, for the draft in Nashville. And uh very laid back I think, fella. Yes. Yeah, I, I think he likes to uh Hit Likes the, to have hit, fun. We'll hit say the brewskis, that. that's for yeah. sure. We'll <laughs> say drinking, that. drinking beers yeah. on catfish that national predators kids. Hey, you know, I gotta I gotta agree with you guys. Um I think Tennessee wins the AFC South basically by default. Um, you know, there's it's it's kind of a weak division, but like you said, I was glad to see the Texans win. Um, but that you know, in that Titans loss, they shut Derrick Henry only had fifty eight yards rushing. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. man, that's you know, this is this is a guy that set the world on fire last year, and and Tannehill was just like mediocre. I mean, mm, you know. yeah, no, I mean nobody so, for. I mean, the only, when you only score thirteen points, nobody's right, having right. a good day. So I got the Titans winning the division at ten and seven. Colton, what do you think? Yeah, I, I have to agree with everybody. I think uh, because of this, you know, weaker kind of division, I, I think it will come down to, you know, Indy, Indy and Tennessee. But I'm ultimately going to go with the, with the Titans. I think that they have a, a good head coach there with, with Mike Vrabel, already a 29-19 and 19 record so far. Um, he also has an AFC title game appearance and a playoff win against a Brady and Belichick Patriots team, and he's only, you know, in his third season. So, uh, you know, it's, it's a pretty good, you know, resume to start off there there in Tennessee. But, sure. you know, with all those weapons on offense, and, yeah, I know they got off to a slow start against Arizona, um, you know, 
but they, you know, let's not forget that this team also added, you know, all-star, you know, wide receiver Julio Jones, Jones right. who didn't do much in, in the debut. But like I said, when you only score 13 points, nobody had a good day. Um, and, and you give up 38. I mean, nobody yeah. had, had a good day. And, uh, you know, it ended, and I'm happy, you know, Mike Vrabel, you know, calls out his star wide receiver in the, in the media this week after he, you know, made a stupid, you know, personal foul in, in the middle of the game, you know, just kind of a, a frustration foul, obviously. Uh, but Vrabel was, you know, not afraid to say that that's, you know, not the Titan way. That's not how we do things here. Um, and, and so hopefully, you know, Julio takes that to heart and he comes out, you know, week two and, and shows that he was really worth, you know, the, trading for him, you know, back in back in June. Yeah. Um, and I think on the flip side with the, with the defense, uh, I think the, 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 the big thing for the Titans is going to have to be, can they get a, a legitimate pass rush? Um, because okay. last year, last year, they, they struck out on, on Jadavian Clowney. Um, paid him almost $12 million, $13 million, zero sacks through through eight games last year. And then they also, you know, tried to get uh, Vic Beasley Jr., cut him after five games um, and, and spent almost $10 million on him and got zero sacks. So they, they go out and they, they spend – like they spent eighty-two million dollars to bring in star linebacker Bud Dupree to help, you know, maybe help with that pass rush. Um, you know, he, he's coming off of some a couple of good years there in Pittsburgh. Um, so we'll see, you know, what he can do for that Titans, you know, defense. Uh, I think the Titans win this division. I'm, I'm saying they're going to go somewhere eleven and six, twelve and five. I think you, I think you got to put in perspective too who they're playing. I mean, it's not like their week one opponent was a scrub by any means. Yeah. It's not like they were playing Jacksonville. Yeah, they got lit up by Kyler Murray. Yeah, yeah the Cardinals, the Cardinals. That, are are really loaded, so it's not yeah. Yeah. not a weak opponent for right. week one. Right. All right. Well, let's move on to the NFC West. Colton, I'll let you start us out with the NFC West. Uh, give me your uh, winner of that division and why. Well, we just talked about the AFC South being a super weak division. This NFC West division might be the best division oh, in all of you know all of football. Yeah, um, really um, I mean, it's it, it's tough, but you know, Caleb hit the nail on the head there. Tennessee didn't get a weak opponent in week one. They got the Arizona Cardinals, and that's who I'm taking to win the NFC South, NFC West. Sorry, fellas. Um, you know, I think it's kind of a, of a, a kind of a dark shot or you know, dark horse to win. You know, because you got the Rams and you got the the Seahawks there, and even the 49ers are you know still a couple of years away from you know winning a, you know being at the Super Bowl. So, but I, I think the Cardinals have 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 the weapons to to get it done. That offense is loaded down through Week One. You know, Kyler Murray looks like a you know potential MVP candidate. They got, you know, star wide receiver uh, DeAndre Hopkins there. They added star wide receiver A.J. Green from the Bengals. Um, you know, and they, they have a lot of other weapons there um, in, in Arizona. I think it's going to be what can, you know, like we did with Tennessee, I think it's what can the defense do, um, you know, and, and and Chandler Jones showed up in a big way with, with five sacks yeah, um, yeah. all within like the first half. I mean, the man was on fire in the, in the, in the very beginning of that game, um, but – I think that they're going to be a little bit weaker in the in the secondary. They let you know ten year vet Patrick Peterson walk in free agency, uh, so I think that the secondary is going to be a, a big question mark for them. I think this team is going to put up points, but can they get enough stops, yeah. you know, to help to I think help that's out the there? I think that's mark. going to be the key in this division because I think the other defenses in this division are, are pretty solid. At, at, it will be pretty solid at getting some stops. So what can Arizona do, um, you know, to, to you know, right, generate right. some defense? But 
I, I looked at their schedule. I think they could legitimately go go twelve and five and, right. and win Very this good. division. So um, I'm going to go a different way, and because of a dominating defense, I'm going with the LA Rams. All right. I think the addition of Matthew Stafford, I think, is an upgrade for them at the quarterback position. Um, you know, the 49ers, I still, you know, their Garoppolo had a good week one, mm-hmm. um, but I think they're still wrestling with, uh, you know, quarterback issues in San Fran. You know, their defense obviously is probably second to the Rams with Bosa and, and Eric Armstead, uh, you know, Seattle. I think the question mark for Seattle is their defense as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously Russell Wilson's going to get his, but yeah. I'm going to go with the Rams to win the NFC West at 12 and five. All right, Matt. Yeah, see, I'm I'm going to jump right in off of what Colton was saying. I'm right with them there. I, I think Arizona's the, the team to beat this year, and and what I think it makes the difference here is. Kyler Murray being a mobile quarterback, I think that helps against these defenses that are yeah, strong absolutely. on the interior. He, yeah. he can get away from from Donald and, and those guys that are coming up the gut, to, you know, just try to get the sack on him. So he can he can buy some time and make some plays that other teams just can't make. Yeah. So I, I think with that explosive type of offense, that's going to negate the defense just a little bit. And I, I think Arizona's got what it takes to win the division. Okay. Caleb, what do you think? I'm actually going to take the side of Rob. Oh, all right. We're going to split split right down the middle. I I also like the Rams, too. The reason why is look what happens when you put a quality quarterback with a quality team. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. Uh, Matt Stafford, 20 to 26, 321, three TDs. Mm -hmm. And by the looks of it, they looked like they already had some chemistry going. Looks like, honestly, it looks like Matt Stafford had been there for a while. Yeah. And then you also add Jalen Ramsey to that. Uh, secondary, which makes that defense just yeah that, improve that limits okay. one side of the field for for you know any kind of offense you you got to throw on the other side of the of the field. So Absolutely. yeah, Definitely. so I I'm I'm really excited about this Rams team. This yeah, year. That's a t- that's a tough division, like oh, Colton said. That's, I, I think it's, that could be one of the toughest in the league. I mean, it could be a potential where all four teams make it in the playoffs. I mean, if yeah. that's even you know possible, or if that's some way. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how that works. Well, but, you know, but they, they yeah. I mean, they, you could probably get what three tops. Right. You get both Definitely three, and, uh, four. Yeah, would be you know by some miracle or whatever but yeah i, don't, I, I think because there's only two wild cards right right, so right. It's, it's only <clears throat> you, possible you can't you can't count out russell wilson either oh yeah no i mean it, it, like i said top to bottom that division you know and i think it'll be close i mean i think you'll have the yeah. no matter what if you know we're, we're saying either the cardinals or the rams but i think all four of those teams are going to be all separated within it, you know, maybe a game or two. Yeah. It's um, going to make it for interesting watching those yeah. division right, games against right. each other. But, you, know? but you know, we're, we're calling the record, what, 12 and 5, yeah. 11 and 6. Right. But, you know, they're all going to play each other. The, the record could look worse oh, by yeah. the end of the season yeah, right. just because You're they're right. going to beat each other up. Right, right. Could That's be, true. could be, yeah. Well, and on that note, going to the AFC West, that could be the most lopsided division. <laughs> you know, yeah. we're saying the NFC West could be the closest. The AFC or the NFC West could be the closest. The AFC West could be the most lopsided. I mean, is there anybody that didn't pick the Chiefs to win this? No, no contest. Uh oh, I raised my hand, fellas. Oh, really, oh, man? Okay, I like the Chargers here, fellas, right. and this is why. Um, you know, we, you know, Herbert, Herbert, they they found their you know potential franchise QB with Justin Herbert. He wins Offensive Rookie of the Year last year. Um, they bring, you know, they fired their head coach Anthony Lynn last year. They bring in a young guy, Brandon Stanley, who was the former defensive coordinator with that LA Rams defense. And right, we know right. what he did there in LA, and now he's working with a, a pretty decent unit there there in Los Angeles with, sure. you know, Joey Bosa kind of, you know, manning that defensive front, and then in the back half you got Derwin James Jr., who's 
a ball hawk. He can play him wherever you want there in the in the secondary. And after looking what at, at what the Browns did against the Chiefs, I think this Chiefs team is is vulnerable, especially on the defensive side of the ball. And, and to me, the Chargers have quite a few weapons on that offense. They got you know two star wide receivers and Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. They got you know Justin Herbert who has a big a big arm. Oh, yeah. um, actually, last year was one of the best QBs at completing passes of over 50 yards. Nice. And so, uh, you know, they bring in a new offensive coordinator who's going to – who comes from the Saints uh, offense, and we know what, you know, Drew B, Drew Brees did there in New Orleans. Um, and, and I think they are going to kind of tweak that New Orleans offense to kind of throw in some more, you know, opportunities for Herbert to get the ball downfield. And okay. I think that's where he excels. If the offensive line can hold up, I think that they have a chance to – you know, even if they can possibly split with the Chiefs, I think that they have a real chance at, at winning winning this okay. division. So, how can you pick against Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, and Travis Kelsey? Yeah. It's gonna be tough. But that that defense, I, I just that I don't is, know. That, 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 that could be a defense work. looks like the but, defense that you know when they tried to make a run to that Super Bowl. Uh, you know, the one year and the Patriots, you know, knocked them out in the AFC title game. That's 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 kind of the vision that I I know it's only week one, but that's kind of the vision that I got sure. looking at that at that it, defense. It, it, you it, know it, the old saying goes, offense wins games, defense wins championships. Right. So you do have to have a quality defense, but you know Kansas City's defense is also no slouch. I, I know you mentioned what what happened with that Browns game last week, yeah. but Kansas City also when it was time to turn it on, they needed that defense mm-hmm. to step up. They did. They have up. that heart of a champion. They yeah. did what they needed to do. They got the turnover they, late. They do have the playoff experience. Yes. I mean, they've obviously been to a Super Bowl. They won a Super Bowl. They have that playoff experience. Where on the flip side, you yeah. know, Los Angeles obviously doesn't have that experience. So it will be interesting come playoff Absolutely. time. What I, happens? Yeah. I think Mahomes is kind of becoming. Not, I want to say next Tom Brady, but he's kind of got that Tom Brady esque. You, you can never count him out. He's oh, definitely yeah. got a swagger. I mean, yeah, it's it's uh, yeah, especially with that high powered offense, you can never. I mean, no no lead is safe against the Chiefs. Sure. So, um, yeah. but you know, I don't know, guys. I know you. I know you think the Chargers too. Is it, I I was gonna say, you know, if in a couple of years I'd say the Chargers would really challenge the Chiefs, but I mean, I respect that. You know, you think the Chargers are. Because yeah, I mean, uh, we don't think that the Broncos or who else is in that, the, the Raiders are going to compete hey, in that. But, but I'll be honest, the Broncos didn't look badly. Yeah, I mean, the, Raiders, the Raiders got a win. Uh, what a game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, I mean, they came back and tied it up three different times in the fourth quarter and then yeah. won it in overtime. Yeah. You know, and, they're, and the Raiders offenses, I won't put them in like one of the elite, but they're above average. Their mm-hmm. offense is. Um, but their defense, I think, is going to be the downfall of the Raiders. They yeah. they gave up 30 points a game last year, and I I don't think they improved other than um, getting Pro Bowl linebacker KJ Wright um, from Seattle. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I didn't I didn't see a big big improvement on defense for the Raiders. So. But I'll tell you what, if you're ever at an NFL event, throw yourself on a Raiders jersey and be part of Raider Nation because Colton did that at the draft a couple of years ago. Yeah. And I've never seen so many people talk to Colton in my they life. Were, they were giving, Raider definitely Nation giving him everywhere. Love. He was getting all kinds I mean, of love. Yeah, yeah. You know, I got to shout out the Raider, Raider Nation. Nation yeah. I'd, I'd like to see the Raiders, too, kind of surround Derek Carr with some you know, some more weapons because I, I think Derek Carr is definitely your franchise quarterback over he, there. He looked yeah. good. Yeah. He looked good. Yeah, he did look good in that, in that week one. And we, we talk about the NFC West winning every week one game. Well, the AFC West. All their all the teams in the AFC West won their first right, three games. Yeah. So, right. you know, we, we dogged the Broncos and the Raiders, but you know, they, they, <laughs> they still they won good, too. Yeah. So uh, you know, it's it's you know, they're 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 right there. But yeah, I I think it's you know, between the, the Chargers and the Chiefs there for, for that that division. All right. Well, let's move on. Uh, let's go to our uh, surprises and biggest surprise and biggest disappointments from week one in the NFL. 
Caleb, you want to start us out? What was your biggest surprise? Yeah, my, my number one biggest surprise was the Saints. I I mean, I didn't think Jameis Winston had that kind of performance in him still yeah. or at all. Yeah. Um, so, obviously, they won 38-3 to over the Packers. And Jameis really had himself a day yeah. I mean, for taking yeah. over. He looked like Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Aaron yeah. Rodgers looked like Jameis Winston. So, <laughs> there was a role reversal there. Right. So, we're going to just do all our, our yeah, we'll biggest go surprises. surprises first. Yeah. Surprises first. Yeah. All right, I'll go next. Mine was uh, – Jalen Hurts and the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Big one. Big one. 32-6 to six win over the Dirty Birds, which, you know, we talked about the, the problems in Atlanta. I wasn't surprised that they won, but uh, Jalen went 27-35, 264 yards and three TDs in that win. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I got to give I gotta give the nod to Jalen Hurts and Philly. Yeah, absolutely. Well, for me, I didn't really pick one team or, you know, one player. I, I actually got kind of a combination. I got – New places, same faces. So, you know, we talk about all these QBs that switched, you know, switched uh, teams and went different places. And for me, all of them looked looked comfortable, looked good in their in their new their new place, their new role. Uh, you know, Matthew Stafford with the Rams went twenty of twenty six for three hundred and twenty yards and three touchdowns. Yep. Uh, you know, Lions quarterback Jared Goff, who was the former Rams QB, goes to you know goes to the Detroit Lions. He goes thirty eight of of 57 for 338 yards and uh, three touchdowns. Uh, you know, Panthers, new Panthers quarterback, Sam Darnold, you know, against his former team in, in New York. Uh, he, he did, you know, did just enough to win. I mean, I wouldn't say he set the world on fire, but he did, you know, enough to win the game. Put up better numbers than he was putting up in New York. Right, so. right, yeah. It goes 24 for 35 for uh, 279 and a touchdown. And then, uh, you know, Colts QB, Carson Wentz, uh, he goes uh, – 25 for 38 for 250 yards and two touchdowns. And then, uh, you know, Broncos QB, Teddy Bridgewater, had himself a decent day there there in Denver. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, 28 for 36 for 264 yards and two touchdowns. So, you know, just good to see, you know, that, that you know, these guys switch teams or, you know, made a little bit of a, you know, gamble in the in the offseason by switching teams. And so far, it looks like it, it's paying off for them. Yeah, so. yeah. Matt, what you got? Yeah, my biggest surprise for me was my favorite team, the Dallas Cowboys. They went toe-to-toe with the defending world champions, and they were just a missed offensive pass interference call away from pulling that game out in week one. The offense played a great game. The defense played good enough to get the W for a defense that was one of the worst in the league last week. That was a huge improvement. Yeah. Um, But, you know, the Cowboys still have some work to do on defense to get a little bit better there, and their offense needs to get some more balance because Zeke only carried the ball 11 times compared to Dak throwing it 58 times. Yeah. But still, for, for the biggest surprise was just that, that that performance and having a chance to win that game at the end. I, I really thought it was going to be a blowout. I thought the Cowboys had no chance in that game. Yeah, I gotta I gotta give a shout out to the to your Cowboys back and, and that, Dak coming yeah, and back. Dak, from that, yeah, you, know, you gotta give great. the kids some credit. Gruesome, gruesome he injury. Yeah. To throw it, you know, 57, and, you know, 58 and, times. And on the same note, there was some really good games in that week one. That yes, game was. was a good game. Obviously, yeah. that Raiders game was a good game. Browns Chiefs. The Browns Chiefs game was awesome to yeah. watch. So. Yeah. Yeah, it was real competitive games this week. So, yeah. all right, uh, Colton, you want to start us off with your biggest disappointment? Yeah, biggest disappointments other than my fantasy football team. Um, <laughs> but we, we we just talked about this team a little bit. But you know, my my team or you know my biggest disappointment has to be the Tennessee Titans in in week one. Um, you know, I know that they're playing a quality opponent in in Arizona, but you know, this is the team that they you know has been to the playoffs two straight years. Uh, you know, has been in the AFC title game um, and, and it's, you know, has big, you know, big dreams to, to make it to a Super Bowl, to win a Super Bowl and bring one, you know, home to Tennessee. 
and then they come out week one and you know they bring in Julio Jones and they they come out week one and just lay lay an egg. Yeah. I mean, only put up 13 points with that high powered offense. Uh, you know, Tannehill looked mediocre. Derrick Henry, who's supposed to be you know their star, their workhorse, carries the ball 17 times for 58 yards. Uh, and then you know, like I said, they bring in Julio Jones. He has three catches for 29 yards on on six targets and and gets that stupid you know personal foul you know early on in the game and just kind of a frustration penalty that that, that you know wasn't necessary um, and, and then you know the flip side the Tennessee on the flip side the Tennessee defense gives up 38 points and wow. gives up almost 500 yards yeah. of offense I yeah. mean it, you're not you're not gonna you know win too many ball games you don't too. see a lot of NFL defenses giving up yeah bodies. and so I think for me that that's that was my biggest disappointment I think that I think to add to that too the thing is you know I don't think the Titans have to necessarily worry about you know what Derrick Henry can do because they they have weapons also outside of, you know, mm-hmm. just Derrick Henry. Right. Um, you know, you add Julio Jones into the mix, and you don't have to necessarily go to Derrick Henry to win you the game anymore. Right, right. Yeah, you got you got some – you can spread the wealth a little yeah. bit more. You don't have to put the whole workload on him. But, yeah. uh, you know, it, nobody nobody was, was doing well for Tennessee, <laughs> right. so nobody there was nobody to really go to in that in that game. So. All right. Well, I'll, I'll go next with my biggest disappointment. It's on the flip side of Caleb's uh, biggest surprise game, and that was that – Saints Packers game. I'm right with you. I the Green Bay Packers three freaking points. Are you kidding me? Aaron Rodgers goes 15 to 28, 133 yards and two picks. <laughs> Maybe you I guess a little too, too many, much golf. Uh, too many, <laughs> too many episodes of Jeopardy. I guess or something. I don't know what happened there, but you know, and you know, on that note, can can Green Bay right the ship here? I, you know, that was I, that was the team that I had when I when I did the North Division there. And I got the, I had them pick to win the division. Yeah, I think I think what might help them is that their division is not not it's good. weak. It's not good. Yeah. Um, you know, you got Detroit there, who you know, I mean, surprisingly put up a fight against San Francisco in Week One, but yeah, you know, that I, I just think that they. Well, have, then San Francisco was also a bottom dweller a year ago, right? So. I, sure. I think that the, the Packers maybe have the benefit of the doubt because their division, you know, is, is weaker, um, but this Packers team is not just set on winning the division. They, they want, you know, right. they want to get to a Super Bowl. So it's not, I think their expectations at this point. Yeah. Maybe are a little bit too high. They're going to definitely have to play a heck of a lot better to, to get to Super Bowl level or whatever. Cause yeah, I don't think that they'll just be satisfied with just winning the division. Yeah, and so. I understand where, you know, Aaron Rodgers with the whole off season, you know, issues, I understand where he's coming from, but at the same time, Hey, maybe if you were, you're spending a little more time with the team this off season, I'm not saying this loss could have been prevented, but, but maybe a little bit more competitive. Yeah, more competitive. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah. I don't think you put it all on Aaron Rodgers, no. but he is supposed to be the leader of that team. And, mm-hmm. You know, I mean, was the biggest off-season distraction, yeah. you know, for the team. So, right. you know, Absolutely. you, you had to put a little bit of the blame on, on him as well. Absolutely. So. Matt, Matt, what you got for your biggest Matt, disappointment? My, my notes were 100% the same as yours. We, we had the exact same thing. I had even the same talking points, 133 yards, two touchdowns, and actually got benched for Jordan Love. I mean, <laughs> yeah. the play of the Packers and Aaron Rodgers was abysmal in week one for a team that was a play away from going to the Super Bowl a year ago. Right, right. It's it's, it's hard yeah. to believe. It's you think they're going to write the ship? You know, I think once Aaron Rodgers gets back into sh- – I, I think he's out of shape. I, I think – all that time he took off in the off season, not doing anything, not throwing passes to his receivers. I think that took a toll. Okay. I, I, but I think, you know, give him a few weeks to get himself back in, into playing rhythm. And I think he'll be right back on track. All right. Yeah. All right. What's your biggest this, I think this, I think this disappointment might come to a shock to a lot of our listeners. Uh, I picked the, I picked the New York giants. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They, um, they laid an egg there in Denver. <laughs> yeah. And I, I wasn't really impressed with, uh, 
how they played this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daniel Jones, I think you gotta start to question maybe. Mm-hmm. I know it's I know it's early, but I think you gotta question what's the what's the long term you know future there or is there a long term future there in mm-hmm. New York? Yeah, because uh, they do have they do have weapons now. They yeah. did they have made some acquisitions to you know get them some support, especially on that defense. You got guys like obviously you got Jabril Peppers, Logan Ryan, Dory Jackson, Leonard Williams. The list kind of goes on, mm-hmm. and you know kind of come out and play a. I, maybe a mediocre Broncos team. I know it's early, so you can't really tell, but mm-hmm. uh, did not expect that against the Broncos. Yeah, yeah, no, okay. and I think when we when we previewed the NFC East, that was my – I had the Giants, and, yeah, that was the big question mark for me is, you know, can Daniel Jones prove that he was worth that high draft pick that the Giants, you know, spent on him, right. you know, and, and so far through week one, you got you to gotta really question it. Um, yeah. And then we'll see what what they decide to do, you know, going forward with his with his future in New York. Yeah, so. This is really going to be a make it or break it year for a lot of quarterbacks right, in the right, NFL. I and agree. Then, especially with the resurgence of guys like um like Teddy Bridgewater and and right. then, um uh, Jameis Winston there yeah. with, with these guys sure. showing that they can still play the game. These right. these young guys yeah. can quickly be on the outs right. to be right. traded out for Absolutely. some of these guys. All right. Before we let's uh wrap up the NFL with our last topic uh uh, T.J. Watt signed a uh, four-year extension, um, $112 million, $35 million signing bonus with the Steelers. Uh, give me your thoughts on that. Good sign, bad sign? Uh, I think a good sign. I think, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's proved. He showed he's, he's been the dominant guy. I mean, it, we can go – we can have a whole other probably episode about why he hasn't won Defensive Player of the Year in the last couple of years that he's been, you know, been there. Um, you know, if it, if it wasn't for a guy named Aaron Donald, this guy would probably be in Aaron Donald's shoes taking the Defensive Player of the Year every year. Right. Um, you know, the last uh, – you know, he's re- since 2018, he's recorded double-digit sacks. So, he's had 13, 14 and a half, and then last year he had 15 and a half. I mean, what more could you ask for out, out of a guy that – his whole job is to, you know, get sacks. I mean, he's, he's doing that on a, on an elite level. Um, and, and in week one, uh, you know, he went, uh, he had, uh, like, I think a couple, couple sacks in, in week one. So he's already, you know, off to a hot start already in, in week one and, and showing that the money was worth it. It was, yeah. it was worth it to spend I that big so. money on him. I so. agree. You know, and, uh, you guys probably heard the story where his agents told him to hold out for more. And he said, I'm done. He walked into Art Rooney's office, said, Okay. Sign this thing. Let's be done. Yeah. Now I, I now I gotta go. I gotta go work out. Right. So that's that's what you want. And I think that comes, you know, that that Watt family's always kind of been close to my heart anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, their dad, John, was a, a firefighter for twenty eight years, recently retired. Um, so you know, I think that work ethic, he said he got it. They both those boys said they got their work ethic from their grandpa and their dad. So, you know, I think I think that says a lot to his character. It's like Let's sign. Yeah. What's another 10 million or 20 million? Let's just sign this thing. I'm ready to go to work. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I I think it's a great signing. I I think, you know, this day and age in the NFL, you need versatile defensive players and he can, he can play some coverage. He can, he can blitz. He can come off the edge. He can do a little bit of everything. I mean, he's got 51 and a half sacks, four interceptions, 233 tackles for his career so far. It's only going to get better, and, and like I said, this is the type of hybrid player you need in the NFL today to succeed. I, I, I don't think you could have got a better signing out of this deal. Yeah, I think uh, you know even the Steelers players were you know saying, do whatever you got to do. Get well, their defense, the Hayward, their defensive captain said this guy deserves everything he got and right. more. And, uh, yeah, Ben Ben Roethlisberger was was the same way. He basically said, yeah, throw whatever money you got to 
get him get him signed, get him back on the team because we we need him. Right. I got one word for it: deserved. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. You, you look at you look at a guy like TJ Watt. If you you watch his games, I I watch obviously a lot of them because they're in the same division as Cleveland. The guy's motor doesn't ever stop. Yeah, he's he's gonna give it to you 110 percent on every play, every play. So all right, <clears throat> I like it. All right, well, time for the the minor leagues, um, <laughs> NCAA football. Let's start out with uh, happenings out west. USC. It came as a surprise to me. I don't know about you guys. Yeah. I this this kind of little bit of a shock. Yeah, USC reason. fired their coach Clay Helton. Um, he started off the season one and one. 30 to seven win over San Jose in week one. And then a, a 42 to 28 loss to Stanford in week two. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a little surprised, but uh, tell me what you guys think. Yeah, I think it was kind of a, a shock to me that, you know, they uh, this early in the yeah, season, right. I mean, yeah, you take an embarrassing loss at home to an unranked Stanford team and lose by almost 20 points. Yeah. That's not what you want, but, I have to question, okay, you, you fire him, now what? Right, I mean, yeah, what what yeah. do you do now? I right. mean, you if this was the mindset that you had, why did you bring him back? You know, yeah, Why wait until like, now? Right. Now now to try to you – know, obviously, they're not going to bring in somebody now. They're just going to, you know, go with the interim now. But, like, the, I don't even know who's out there available that's going to be any better than what they have at this right. point. Like, you know, I – Gus Malzahn, I heard, yeah. was a – in. And then uh, Minnesota's coach PJ Fleck, what they said that I, that name was tossed. Around I actually, I actually bit. have a, I have a, I actually wrote down a little list of just personal uh, coaches um, that I think I at least want to get on the phone with these guys that have me tell me no. And one guy's already came out, and that's Urban Meyer. Yeah, he's he's already, he's said, already came out and abs- said absolutely, absolutely not. not. Right, uh, but, but what else can he say? He loses. He would lose his entire NFL team, right, or the faith right. of any of them, if right. he said, "I'm interested." You <laughs> yeah, know? I mean, I don't know. It's, it's yeah, it's an interesting situation for him. But I think you give three guys a call just to tell you no, and three of those guys are Lincoln Riley, Ryan Day, Brian Kelly. And that's just to tell me no. Okay. I, obviously, okay. I don't think any of those guys. Are Ryan Day's not going anywhere. Right. Yeah. I mean, I just think you got to at least have them tell you because tell you because no. at this point you're looking at USC and you're you're, you're saying. It's still a rebuilding program, right? They, they they lost, oh, they've yeah. lost the loss. Yeah, yeah I mean, what did they expect? They, you know, yeah, St- Stanford was unranked, but you know, where's USC? Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things that I mean, they haven't been a relevant team since you know the Pete Carroll days, the Reggie Bush, right, Matt Leiter right. days. I mean, yeah, they've been up there, they've been in the mix, and they you know have a pretty impressive Rose Bowl win a couple years ago, but they haven't been at that high ranked national caliber right. team that they were back in you know the early two thousands. Um, so I think I don't know. Maybe you have to have a little bit more realistic expectations if you're if you're yeah. Pete Carroll isn't coming back through that door. And right. like I said, they're not attracting the top candidates. But what do they want? I mean, they fired Lane Kiffin after going twenty eight and fifteen. Yeah. Ed Orgeron left after going six and two. Steve Sarkeesian left after going twelve and six. Yeah. I mean, all these guys have respectable seasons. Yeah. They're respectable coaches. Yeah. Ed Orgeron goes on to win a national championship at LSU. Yeah. Right. I mean, what do they want? Well, they I mean, they got to give these guys a shot to even if create you, Even something. if you look at the guys they just fired, he went 46 and right, 24. 46 24. I mean, he won, won almost, a you know, almost won twice as many games as he lost. There's a lot of teams out there that take a coach like that with Absolutely. that record. Yeah, right. I, I, don't, I agree. I, I don't understand. To be, and, and, and I I'd, love some, to, I'd love to see uh, USC Lord Ryan Day away from Columbus. <laughs> I would love that too. It'd be good for my Michigan team, I, I think. But I think, he, 
He ain't going anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. There's some dumb fans after this week that would probably say let it happen. But <laughs> yeah. Absolutely not. The way Buckeye Nation kind of responds to some things. Yeah. yeah. Uh, All right. Well, let's get into our recap real quick. We're not going to spend a lot of time on this because we got to get into our five games of the week for this week. But uh, uh, let's, you know, at Matt's request, we're going to start out <laughs> with the OSU-Oregon game. Get it over. A game that actually Matt uh, attended live. So, uh, you know, a, a, a bad loss, not a terrible loss early in the season against a ranked team, 35-28. But you give, you gain 612 yards on offense and you still lose. That's over 1,000 yards Ohio State's defense get, has given up in two weeks. Uh, Matt, give me your give me your thoughts on that, and then I'm a I got another question for you here at the end. So, yeah, you know, being there live, I, I was actually very disappointed in the energy of the stadium. Actually, because the stadium didn't come alive until that fourth quarter when we were making a comeback and we actually thought we had a shot. But you know, the first half of that game, I was actually really disappointed in, in just the energy there. But you know, it's it's kind of deserved because that defense gives you no chance for energy. <laughs> yeah. Multiple times that you know we had Oregon backed up. Third and third and eight, third and seven, third and six, and then they they keep converting. I mean, the crowd would get up on their feet, yeah, yeah. roar roar to the occasion. They convert, it, takes the energy it just out of you. takes it all out. Yeah. So I mean, this is all on that defense. That defense has been awful, really, since the Alabama game last year, and it's just gotten worse and worse. You know, Joey Bosa is not coming through that door. Nick Bosa is not coming through that door. Chase Young isn't coming through that door. You got to make what you have work, and right now these guys aren't working. Right. So you know, Ryan Day has 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 said this week there's going to be wholesale changes coming here. I heard that, and I I, I don't think Kerry Combs is going to be calling the defense anymore. He won't. Day won't say that, and that, that's classy of him. You know, I, I right. like that. Yeah, you he know? don't throw your your don't defensive throw your guys coordinator under the, bus, under the bus. But but I I do think Day will be demoted from or not Day, but I, I do think Kerry Combs will be demoted from play calling. And this defense has to get a lot better if they want to have quickly, a chance to win quickly. the title yeah, because yeah. they're they're still in this thing. They right. only dropped to nine, right? So right. It, they're not out of out of a championship. It, it's chase better to we at all. lose in week two than right. lose in week 12. and to lose yeah. to a ranked a opponent. Ranked, right, right. right. So. Obviously, Oregon's you know proven that they can play with some of the maybe better teams in the country. Uh, they moved up to fourth, which I was kind of surprised. That was jumped. a big jump. I yeah, thought yeah. that was a big jump. We'll see how. See how Especially that because they, I mean, they only won by a touchdown. Right. You know, we're talking about how bad. And, and their defense didn't look any better. Right. The Buckeyes uh, were going up and down. The, right. The Buckeyes but stopped themselves a lot. I think. I think half. as an Oregon fan, if you are an Oregon fan, you're kind of used to that out of your defense. That's, That's why those defenses the play. They play, they play out nice west. Pac-12 style, baby. Yeah, you give up. You give up twenty-eight Pac- points. Twelve after dark. But you put <laughs> yeah. up. But you put up. You know, fifty. So. Yeah. You know, I th- but to see that out of an Ohio State defense, and the thing I noticed is just the the Ohio State didn't seem doesn't seem to have the speed sideline to sideline yeah, like they've the had in the past. This linebacking group is definitely a little slow on the slow side. Right, right. We we do have that transfer coming in from USC that's going to probably see his first action this week. I think that could go a long way to helping this this linebacker group. Uh, the defensive line's got a lot of work to do, but I don't know if that's scheme or if that's – right. because some of those guys were actually really good last year. Right. Um, oh, I'm terrible with names right now, but number eight and number nine, both both are Gene, Gene Baptiste and uh, – oh, Jack she, Harrison. And, yeah, Harrison. Both coming off the edges are, are very good players, and, and they can they can get to the quarterback. So yeah. I, I feel like it's got to be a scheme issue that they're just being right. taken out of position. I will add one more thing. Uh, when Colton, you know – said about you know defense got to improve quick i'm i will say that obviously it's going to improve but they do i think have some 
have some room to play with. Your mm-hmm. next your next upcoming games are Tulsa, the Zips coming in at night and the Shoe, and then you also play Rutgers too. So I think I think you do have a little bit a little bit of time to, to get work. better. You, yeah, yeah, you got yeah. you got a lot you of room. To, you got room to get better, but I think you also have a little bit of time too. All right, All right. Well, let's move on then. Uh, Next game I got on my on my slate here was that Iowa Iowa State game. Um, Iowa State came in ranked ninth. Iowa was tenth. Um, you know that Iowa defense, man, they're for real. Great day again, yeah. Three three ints on the day. Yeah, twenty seven to seventeen yeah. win. I picked that one. Um, the upset pick that was my upset pick. One of my upset picks. I had that um, one as well. Yeah, so. You know, is this Iowa team? You know, they moved up to fifth in the rankings. Are are they are they the fifth team? Yeah, or, I, I don't think they're that good because they don't have an offense yeah. that can that can <laughs> score with anybody. So if if they get in a defensive battle, that if that other team has a better offense, they're going to be in trouble. Okay. I, I don't think they can right. score enough points to keep up with a really good offensive team. Fair yeah, enough. through through two weeks, I mean, yeah, this Iowa defense is looking you know very Oof. very elite. Um, and and it, that was one of the keys to my you know my game. And you know, I got this got this pick right. And uh, you know, I think yeah, they uh, for me it's it you know we talk about Ohio State not having the, maybe the defense. They got the offense to keep up, but they don't have the defense. Well, on the flip side here, we got Iowa that. I don't know if their offense is going to be able to score a touchdown every game. So it, yeah. it, it's going to be, you know, when you're relying on your defense to score all your points, I mean, you're, you're, you're gambling, you know, there. Right, so right. I, I think, can we, can we just trade their defense for our defense <laughs> and, oh. and just make a perfect then, game here? Then maybe we compete with hell, but somebody competes with yeah, Alabama. Right? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I, I think this kind of thing in a way kind of hurts Matt Campbell. Yeah. Uh, reputation a, a tad yeah, bit too. Absolutely. If you, you know, I've been a big proponent of Matt Campbell, you know, coming to Michigan if they ever decide to go away with a uh, different way with Harbaugh. But man, he's 0 5 against Iowa. Uh, yeah, I don't want to know what happens if you know, Iowa se- so has been secretly good. They have now won five straight games against Rankin. Yeah, since started yeah. Too. Yeah. So it's, it's right. uh, you know, good thing for Iowa. You know, good to see, you know, out of a, a different team out of the Big Ten, you know, mm-hmm. somewhat step up. So. I got uh, next on my slate here is that Pittsburgh-Tennessee game, which was a good, you know, a close game. It was a game I missed. I picked Tennessee. Um, I, I thought that they would play better than what they did. Uh, their defense gave up 41 points, though, mm-hmm. so that makes it a long day. Well, yeah, both, I mean, both these teams showed high-powered offenses the week before, and I, I took Pittsburgh in this one because I thought they played a little bit of a better opponent and showed a little more on offense, and mm-hmm. And it turned out to be right. You know, they did just a little bit more on offense here with, uh, let's see, uh, they had 300 yards passing and uh, 100 yards rushing. But Tennessee wasn't far behind. They had 131 rushing yards and 238 passing yards. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this was a offensive back-and-forth game, and Pittsburgh pulled it out. Yeah, I think yeah. the difference just was that that Pittsburgh defense. They came up with five sacks, two recovered two recovered fumbles, and an interception, I yeah. think, was the difference. Tough and, to win with three turnovers. And, uh, you know, I think, so uh, you know, Actually, the Pittsburgh offense actually kind of got off to a slow start. They had three straight three and outs, and then after that, they scored on their next five drives. Um, you know, and they actually scored five touchdowns inside the Tennessee twenty yard line. So when they got in the red zone, they made it hurt. So they they, they put up points when they got down there. You know, close to the goal line. I think so. I think Kenny Pickett could be also a potential a name to you'll hear in the draft. Uh, next year for sure. I think he could definitely okay. be a sleeper. All right. All right, very good. All right, and then the the Holy War, Utah and BYU. Uh, Utah came in ranked 24th. B- BYU was unranked, and now they flip flop. BYU is now 23rd, mm-hmm. and Utah is unranked. <laughs> um, you know the 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 Cougars got the win, 26-17. Um, 
that was another game I missed. So I, I went two and three this week, so I'm I'm six and four overall. Uh, you know, I took some tough losses this week, but you know they were all close games, other than the, the our last game. But um, you know, and I, you know, we I know Colton's got us picking uh, uh, another BYU game this in our uh, game of the week this week. So we'll see if this team can maintain you know, this, this kind of momentum against ranked teams. Yeah. You got a good quarterback out there too. Yeah. Quarterback's He's, uh, playing well. Stepping, yeah. stepping in there, you know, replacing, you know, Zach Wilson, yeah. who, you know, was the number one, two pick in the old, in the, you know, NFL draft last year. And he stepped into his shoes and he looks, right. you know, looks good. Uh, but I think the difference in the game was, was the defense on, on the flip side for BYU. Um, they, they got a couple of turnovers. Uh, Utah was two for nine on third down where on the flip side, BYU had zero turnovers and went 11 of 19 on third down. So, you know, your defense can't get off the field. If you're Utah, you know, you can't give it back to your offense to, you know, put up some points. So I think that the difference for me was, was the BYU defense. Yeah. I think BYU was pretty, pretty efficient with their passing attack too. They only had 149 yards passing, but accounted for three of their touchdowns. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they're they're getting the job done when it matters, passing the ball, Uh, you know, I'm pretty excited for how BYU's been playing. I right. picked them and, and got that one I right. I think depending on the, how this year, the rest of the season goes for BYU, because they got a tough matchup with Arizona State next week, I think Kalani Sataki could be a, a name you, you hear for a bigger job that right. you know, maybe comes open. I'm not going to say USC or anything, <laughs> but uh, I think he could definitely be looking to take a step up of, sure. above Utah – or right. BYU, excuse me. Mm-hmm. The last one of the week was uh, number 20th ranked Washington over or against Michigan at the big house. Another game that one of our uh, members here attended, Colton was up in, in the big house, and Caleb uh, was at the big house on uh, Saturday night um, for the uh, maze out. So, uh, you know, what did you think of our Michigan team, Colton? Uh, yeah, no, I thought it was a, was a good game, and, and, and Matt, you know, hit, hit it there. You know, as much as the energy was not there in the, in the Buckeyes game, the energy was there in in the Michigan game from the very jump. Yeah, I you mean, feel it on TV. I, yeah, I was it, actually it was, it was for, there for a guy who doesn't electric. like that team up north. Sure. I was very impressed with that atmosphere, that crowd. Right. I mean, yeah. you guys did a great job. Caleb, Caleb and I were were in attendance with you know 108 thousand other people there. I mean that that stadium, there's nothing like it. Even if you're not a Michigan fan, if you ever get the chance to go there, yeah, I mean it. there's nothing. And it's normally nothing. the way it's you know that it's just a big bowl, so there's not the the tears coming out over top to, to hold the noise in, but you get, you know, that many people. Yeah. Uh, All was, cheering for the same team. Right. I mean, place, so, they did, they did a great job with the yellow out too. Yeah. I, I don't think I saw too much of any other color. In I mean, there stadium. was one, there was a patch of purple, oh, yeah. uh, but that was mostly, I think just like the, the family of, of the players. Right. Um, and then a, like a very thin stripe of purple at the very top yeah. of, of the stadium yeah. and everything else was, was maze. Uh, but yeah, well, the atmosphere was there. And, and I was, you know, I watched the game, obviously, and, uh, yeah, it was a great win. Our defense looked great. Uh, we ran the ball hard, but come on, Harbaugh. <laughs> Throw the ball. Throw the freaking ball. Yeah. You're not going to win games being one-dimensional. I know yeah, he's 44 old 44 yards passing total for the game. Right. You're not going to get the job done. It's not. Get, it's it's just not. When you get into, you know, a, a game against – well, like we talked about with Iowa, with their great defense, or or a Wisconsin. Thank goodness we don't have to play Iowa this yeah. year. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay, I guess I hadn't looked that far ahead, yeah. but um, yeah. So you know, and, and this is a great time, I guess, to me. You know, you're running the ball, play action pass on first down, yeah, right. dump that ball over the middle, get then, it in the hands of your playmakers. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree with you, Rob, on that. But at the, and at the same time, like I, I know the game plan obviously obviously worked to perfection. You know, running the football. It and, did. It and did. I, I don't. I don't doubt that. Cade McNamara can't can't throw the ball. It's just I think 
uh, we were kind of talking uh, after the game a little bit. It's more or less if you want to, you just kind of want to know that he can. You want to see him. Right. You, you got to give him some confidence. Yeah. Get him yeah, some reps. Get, yeah. yeah. The these, confidence these little, factor. These little screen passes, they're getting blown up. Oh, well, they weren't you know, working. Either. They weren't working. I mean, exactly. Oh. That's what I'm saying. They weren't, they weren't working. They're just, yeah. They're well, yeah. That was the only thing. We were doing those little bubble screens out there, and none of them, were, they weren't working. Right. right. Watch but we kept throwing them. Yeah. And you're going to need to, obviously, in the Big Ten, you're going to need to. You're going to have to throw the ball down the field. Right. I mean, you're going to have to stretch the field. You know, even with Ronnie Bell out, we still got some guys that could. They can catch the ball, you know, and gain some yards after the catch in the open field. We so saw, we saw that on the one pass to Cornelius Johnson. He did right. really well. McNamara put it in a good spot. And, right, right. Yeah. So I think, yeah, definitely going forward, Michigan's going to have to, you know, not be so one to pull out all the punches here because, yeah, we're not going to be able to run the ball for 300 yards. No, I will say, I also think that game was, was a little closer than the final score shows too. 31 10, that looks like a 21 point blowout, but. Yeah. You know, Washington a couple times had had a chance to be right in this thing. That, that game was really closer in that final score. Yeah. Did you? The, the the you know you talked about we talked about it with Ohio State's defense and we talked about it with um, you know Utah's defense. It's been a frustration of mine as a Michigan fan not being able to get our defense off the field on third and long, and they they are they have made some improvements in that this year. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping there was there's just been so many times in the last. I would say three years that we get a team, you know, against the sticks, third and fifteen, and we give up twenty yards on a third down pass play, and that there's nothing like you said, Matt. There's nothing more frustrating than that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So being a Michigan fan can be can be a (laughs) frustrating, stressful lot of time. All right, well, let's move on to our uh, five games of the week this week. Um, Let's start with that Arizona State BYU game. Number 19, Arizona State, going into BYU, uh, ranked 23rd. But Arizona, you know, is the favorite going in, three and a half points. But, you know, BYU, they've had zero turnovers. Mm -hmm. They're perfect in the red zone. They've been in the red zone seven times. They got five TDs, two field goals. Um, Herm Edwards, the coach at Arizona State, he's only five and five against ranked teams Mm -hmm. coming in. So, my pick in this game, I'm going with the upset, BYU over Arizona State. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I think uh, we could we could uh, p- potentially say that BYU might be you know be able to play in the Pac-12 uh, because they literally have broken the Pac-12. Yeah. They've beaten Utah and now an you know beat Arizona and a Utah team, and now they play Arizona this week, and they actually play Washington State and USC later in the year. So. If they win all five of those games, can we just put them in the Pac-12 championship yeah, and you know play play for the Pac-12? But play, uh, yeah, they'll play the Big Ten champ in the Rose Bowl. Yeah. So, but on a more serious note, you know, I I think this is where it ends ends for BYU. I think Arizona State's coming in; they're playing a lot. They're playing better, I think, than in those two teams that they played before. Um, you know, I, I think BYU has a little bit of an advantage because they are playing at home. Um, but I just think you know. BYU hasn't really been able to stop the run and Arizona state comes in averaging almost eight yards a carry. Um, so I think that they have a lot of weapons there on the offense for Arizona state. I think it's going to be, be a close game. I think Arizona state though gets it done. Yeah, I, You know, I definitely didn't do enough homework on this game, but I, I rode with BYU last week. Cause I liked what I saw the week before I liked what I saw last week. I'm going to ride with them again. I, I do think, like you said, home field advantage is, is going to go a long way here. It is only a four point spread, so this is really kind of a toss up when you when you look at Vegas. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm going with uh, I'm going with BLU. Okay, very good, Caleb. What you got? Um, I'm going to take the Fighting Herm Edwards. 
and have right. him win over BYU as well. Right. Jaden Daniels is a dark horse uh, for the Heisman. All, All right. right, very good. All, All right. right, let's uh, we'll save that. Uh, we'll save the uh, whiteout game for the last game. Let's go uh, the Sparties against Miami. Um, Michigan State comes in two and zero unranked against Miami. It was one and one, ranked twenty fourth in the country. Uh, playing in Miami, Miami's favored by six. Um, you know what? De'Eric King has not looked good to me. No. Um, you know, he no. was supposed to be the, the 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 veteran leadership of that offense. Um, you got Kenny Walker on the Michigan State team that's averaging 11 yards a carry. Yeah, they haven't played haven't played anybody. Um, but uh, you know, and what's working against Michigan State? They're 0 and 4 in road games when playing in Florida. Two and five in bowl games in Florida, um, but I got to go with the upset, Sparty in an upset over Miami. Wow. Yep. I, a- I'm actually going the exact same way here. Miami's looked bad in back-to-back weeks after being dominated by Alabama and then just pulling out a squeaker against Appalachian State. Mm-hmm. Uh, Derek King's injury from last year, I think, is still lingering, and I, I think it's hurting the Canes more than they're willing to to talk about. Mm-hmm. So I'm going Michigan State here. Dang, I really thought I, I thought I was going to shock everybody with that <laughs> too, but I guess yeah. everybody's kind of thinking the same All right. same way I am. We're, I'm taking. I guess we're Big Ten fans, right? Yeah. Well, so, not so fast, my friends. All right, all right. I what got, you got? I got Miami here, here in the in the win. Um, you know, and, and like you said, yeah, Derek King has not looked like himself, um, you know, like he was, you know, earlier in the year last year, um, only has one passing touchdown and, and zero rushing touchdowns so far through the year. But for me, Michigan State gave up 283 yards and three touchdowns to Northwestern quarterback Hunter Johnson. And, and I think if, if Derek King can be even half of what, you know, what he has been or, you know, has been in the past. I think it will be enough to get it done. You know, they're they're in in Miami. They're playing at home. I think it'd be yeah a, a close game, but but I think Miami gets it gets it done. Okay, so we're three three to one in that one. All right, let's look at that uh, Virginia Tech versus uh, West Virginia. Virginia Tech comes in two and zero, ranked fifteenth in the country. West Virginia is one and one, but West Virginia is the favorite at home by two and a half points. Uh, Matt, well, tell me what you're picking this game. Yeah, I'm going with Virginia Tech here. I think it's going to be on the backs of their defense. He's only given up 12 points a game so far this year. They've got nine sacks, four interceptions. Their defense is playing lights out. So I, I, I'm taking them to to beat that spread. You know, they, Well, heck, they're getting two and a half points. I'm looking for them to win even more than that. Yeah. I'm, go, I'm going Virginia, Virginia Tech on this one. Yeah. I, I agree. Um, I, not only the four picks and the nine sacks, but they're averaging nine tackles per loss a game. Um West Virginia, their their leading thousand yard rusher from last year, Letty Brown, they're having trouble getting him on track. They play Long Island, and he only averaged three point three yards a carry. So I'm going with the Hokies. All right, Caleb, I'm also got? I'm also actually taking the Hokies. I just I just don't think you really know what West Virginia is because you have you have a loss to Maryland that week before, and then kind of like Rob just mentioned, they played Long Island University. Didn't even know they had a football team. Right. Uh, but real quick fact. Uh, I don't know if anybody knew, but they actually play for a trophy. Uh, these really? two teams do. Between okay. the two. Yeah, they play for a Black Diamond trophy. Yeah. West, West Virginia but, leads that series 28 to 23. Yeah, it's a it's a, a tribute to their coal mining industry. Mm-hmm. No, I did not. Well, not so fast again, my <laughs> oh, friends. Uh-oh. Going against the grain. I, I, the coal's got to catch up on the picture. <laughs> yeah, I'm sitting at five and five. I'm in the bottom half, you know, bottom of the bottom of the group here. So I got to make some, some interesting picks and go against the grain. But – you know, I'm going with West Virginia. They're 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 playing at home, um, and, and you know, I got a little bit of uh, you know history here. 
these two teams actually used to be heated rivals back oh, when yeah. they played in yeah. the Big East before yes, were. you know before Virginia Tech left the Big East for the ACC um, in 2002, 2003, and 2004. The team that was ranked lost to the team that was unranked and every single time the team was ranked at least inside the ap top 15. so i think we take a little bit of history here i like west virginia at home their defense has not given up 300 total yards of 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 offense in seven straight games playing at home i like the defense to get it done for west virginia win win another close game there there in uh, morgantown all right very good all right let's go number one alabama against number 11 Florida at Florida, Alabama was a 14 and a half point favorite. They're both two and zero. Oh. Um, it's the SEC opener for both teams. Uh, Alabama's uh, 31 straight wins against SEC Eastern Division teams. Jeez. Florida hasn't beat Alabama since 2008. They're zero and seven since then. And what more can um, you say? What else? Well, <laughs> the only thing I can say is that what may save them is. Alabama has trouble against dual threat quarterbacks. Okay. And, and uh, Florida's kind of doing that two platoon quarterback thing. They got this Anthony Richards kid. He's a red shirt freshman QB um, dual QB that have beaten Alabama, Cam Newton, Johnny Manziel, <laughs> Chad Kelly, mm-hmm. Deshaun Watson, mm-hmm. Trevor Lawrence, Joe Burrow. Mm. So there's some big names right there. Cardale so. Jones. <laughs> yeah, Cardale Jones. <laughs> so, um, but on that same note, I can't pick against Alabama in this game. I, I, I got I got them winning big, covering. So I, I do think this game is going to be closer than most people think. With the like I said, the, like you were talking about Florida's two quarterback offense, it's been pretty dynamic so far this season. They put up a lot of points, uh, but I don't think uh, their defense will do enough to stop Alabama's machine of an offense, and the Tide's going to win a close one. I don't think Alabama covers the spread, however, but I, really? I, I do take them to win. Okay, very good. unbelievable that it's an SEC, almost a top ten matchup. They're Already. going on the road, and they're still a two touchdown yeah, favorite. Yeah, yeah, Christmas. That's unbelievable. But cool. you know, I, I got the Crimson Tide in this one as well. Uh, they've won seven straight games against Florida, six by a margin of at least two touchdowns, and and six while Florida was ranked 18th or better. So. It's not like Florida has been a Alabama doesn't care what you're wearing. They're coming in and going to beat you down. Right. And and that Alabama defense so far through two games, four interceptions, has only given up 240 yards of offense. I I think that they're, you know, an elite unit. But that off, I mean, I don't know who you can say is better, the defense or the offense at this point. They both are playing so well. It's going to be interesting. And there are some question marks at at quarterback for Florida. Anthony Richardson did get hurt uh, in, in last week's game. He's questionable to play in this game. Okay. He he has been the better quarterback through two games here for Florida. Emory Jones has struggled a little bit. So I, I think uh, you know it's gonna be interesting to see what what you know how how they play this. <clears throat> I'm taking Bama as well. I like kind of like what you guys mentioned. There's a there's a QB battle going on. And I don't think Florida necessarily has an idea of what they you know, they claim that they have an idea, which maybe they do. Um, but they undecided at quarterback, Anthony Richardson being potentially hurt and being questionable for this game. Emory Jones not looking too well. Mm -hmm. Uh, Four interceptions already. I'm going to have to go with the tie. All right. Mm -hmm. Well, the last game, and I I have more notes on this. Other than, well, I got to bring this up. Tank Bixby. What a name for a running back. (laughs) Is that awesome or what? Couldn't ask for a better name. But but I got six words for you, and then I'm done. Okay. Whiteout, Happy Valley at night. That's it. Need I say more? So I'm assuming – Penn State all the way. All right, all right. 
Yeah, I gotta, I gotta agree. Um, you know, Penn State, you know, it, it, the, the atmosphere there at nighttime with the whiteout, it's, it's, you know, a whole unreal, new, a whole new level. And, and, and for me, I think the difference is how much Auburn's quarterback struggles in true, in true road games. Um, you know, in nine true road games, Auburn QB Bo Nix has only averaged 180 passing yards, nine touchdowns, and ten interceptions. If you go on the flip side there in that in that same span you know Clifford Sean Clifford the quarterback for for Penn State 26 touchdowns and only six interceptions so I think you know you, you have to you know take the confident quarterback playing at home I, I think Penn State gets it done uh, you know they're 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 going to be you know hopefully get a boost there in Happy Valley with that atmosphere they, they get it done at, at night in, in the morning and I, I didn't give you uh, Vegas has got spread at five points Penn State by five mm-hmm. number 10 in the country, Auburn ranked 22nd. All right, I'm going to throw my first not-so-fast, my friends, out right here. Really? I'm going Auburn. Penn State's offense has shown little life this season other than playing against Ball State. I, I don't care what your offense does against Ball State. That that doesn't make make your offense. I think this game's going to be a defensive battle, a low-scoring game. I think Auburn's offense, who's averaging 61 points a game so far this season. Yeah, yeah. Really yeah. against Akron and Alabama You're, State. So that's better than Ball State. No, sir. That's better than the Ball State competition, I'm telling you right yeah. now. No. So, I, like I said, average 61 points a game so far this year. I think their offense can do just enough to win this game. Like Penn State's favorite, so all they got to do is win by one and they beat the spread. So. I, I'm I'm going Auburn here. Wow. Well, Matt, it was nice to know that you thought the same way because I thought I was going to be the only one that went against the grain here. I'm also taking Auburn. Oh, I think geez. I think if you can get Bo Nix and rhythm, get establish that run game with Tank Bigsby early on, to kind of take that crowd out of there. I think Auburn can. I think Auburn can take this one. It's no. going to be. It's definitely going to be a gutsy no. battle, though. <laughs> White out, Beaver Stadium <laughs> at night. Yes. Happy Valley is also one of those places if you can get a chance to go go it's yeah, awesome right mm-hmm. right absolutely well that's our show for tonight uh i want to thank caleb for being live with us tonight in the studio we're going to come at you again next week on a wednesday back to our wednesday night gig next week uh and i'll let colton sign us out yeah guys uh thanks for listening to fire it up with your hosts colton cal rob cal caleb matt cordis uh we hope you enjoyed our episode this week If you want to hear other topics for future episodes or just have a burning sports question, uh, feel free to reach out to us on our Instagram. Um, Our handle is firedup underscore podcast or on our Facebook uh, search for firedup comma sports podcast and you'll find us there. Um, And as always, you can head over to our website, which is firedup1.podbean.com to check out all of our past episodes and links to important information about the show. Like Dad said, we'll be coming to you live again next next Wednesday. so, So tune in. And as always, stay fired up.